0: Hey guys, I hope you've been keeping well. It is uh, going to be the end of September and I have rarely posted uh, podcast episodes this year, which is kind of weird because I, I I thought that I would be posting a lot more, but apparently not. And I had a lot of podcast ideas uh, this whole year, but... Um, I don't know what happened to them. And I don't know. Something's not some maybe maybe it's because everything's going right or maybe everything's going wrong. But I'm having issues like I don't know. Is this a writer's block or something? And uh perhaps I'm overcomplicating things <laughs> because I I intended for my podcast to be uh Uh, better in terms of production quality and I wanted to record with like a proper mic and everything but unfortunately my microphone is so good it picks up everything and my house isn't as quiet as I thought it would be so it makes recording very annoying and I can hear like everything including like the neighbor downstairs singing his karaoke and uh, the person cutting the grass is on the ground floor, and I live on the tenth floor. Okay, so it's annoying, and uh, I've decided to just make things simple. You know, just phone myself and slap on whatever music is available in the library. <laughs> hmm. So, have you ever heard of PTSD? I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of it, right? It's like a very uh a lot of people they they even make a joke out of it like, oh my god, this show is giving me PTSD or or um uh my this uh this math paper is giving me PTSD, right? Post-traumatic uh stress disorder. And even though like people make light of it it is it is very uh it is serious and it is not something fun to go through but have you ever heard of PTG because i've only learned about it recently and i think it's very very interesting So PTG, right? So I put up a poll on my Instagram and I asked you guys like, oh, what do you think PTG means? You know, if if you know what PTSD means, what does PTG mean? Is it post-traumatic grief, post-traumatic growth, post-traumatic... Wait, what's my third option? Gratitude. And and (laughs) everyone chose grief. Almost everyone chose grief, like a very very small handful chose uh, growth and an even smaller handful chose gratitude. The correct answer is growth. It is not grief and it's definitely not gratitude. So I guess you guys would be surprised and I was very proud that I thought of the word grief because it sounded so convincing. <laughs> and I happy everyone chose the wrong answer. <laughs> So, you know, well, at least you guys learn something new. So what pro- post-traumatic growth is about, right? It's basically a theory that explains a kind of transformation following trauma. So it's really, it's kind of the same like PTSD, except that instead of having like flashbacks, anxiety, panic attacks from the trauma, you actually grow from it. You change your whole way of life, your lifestyle, your everything. Everything you, you know, everything you believe, you break it down and you become this whole new person because of trauma. And you develop this new understanding of yourself, the world you live in, how to relate to other people, the kind of future they might have, and a better understanding of how to live your life. And I think that's like really beautiful, okay? This term, PTG, was introduced to me by my therapist. So I was speaking to her recently and um, to be honest, it wasn't anything in particular. Like I wasn't uh, in any kind of uh, pain or... You know, there, there wasn't anything wrong. With me that I wanted to speak to a therapist about, I just felt like I just noticed that um, I have some issue communicating, and I don't know if you heard of this term called code switching, where if you speak to like different people uh, with different accents, you speak to them in their own accent. So like you see an Australian person, you speak with an Aussie accent, you see a Chinese person like from China and you can speak to them in fluent Mandarin and in their their accent as well. And then when you see Singaporeans, you can speak to them in fluent Singlish. Uh, some people might call it pretentious, but this code-switching thing is a thing, okay? <laughs> and, and I noticed that I code switch except that instead of accents, right? I code switch in my voice. And it's very uh it's not a nice thing to be honest. So, like you see, when I'm speaking to you now, it's I would say like this is the best version of myself where I feel most comfortable, most confident talking to my phone <laughs> and um very like clear, very coherent. But when I speak to, like, friends, then I'm f- I a bit more like, uh, okay, la, I don't talk to them like this, la. it's a bit weird, right? So I'll be like, uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm actually talking like that now. <laughs> like how I talk to my friends, you know? Uh, and and when I speak to my parents, oh my god, it's the worst, you know? It, I can't even, I can't even like, replicate it, but it's it becomes a habit, it's become like a part of me that is like a subconscious part of me. I I noticed recently, actually, that whenever I speak to them, I sound like a completely different person. And I speak in a way that uh, it's like I'm talking in my throat, you know, I'm not clear and I'm always very like defensive. And I don't want that, you know, I want to align myself into one person. I want to be able to speak to my friends, to you guys, to my parents, to my family, just the same. You know, I want to be seen and heard for who I who I am. I don't want to put on different masks because that's tiring and that's uh, not the way to go moving forward. And I also feel like I also feel like I generally have a little issue with uh, authoritative people in my life, like my parents, you know. And whenever I see have people like that in my life, like my boss and all these things, I tend to naturally just feel a bit more inhibited. Like, I cannot uh, just go all out, you know? It takes a lot for me to put my fears aside. It's almost as if, like, I'm performing on stage and I have to get over the stage fright. And I don't want that, you know? So that's, okay, so that's why I engaged my therapist and I want to talk to her, like, work, work through all these things and, I don't know, like, make space for whatever whatever inhibitions and whatever uh, uh, blockages I'm feeling, I just want to make space for it to release it and hopefully I would feel confident again uh, or or more confident than I already am or just, you know, like, be able to come out, okay? Uh, That's really, like, the whole point of it. And, oh my gosh, I have to say, like, it's it's a struggle and I'm, like, four sessions in already and I've been speaking to her in great length and depth of like what every like my childhood and everything, and, and I learned a lot, a lot about myself, a lot of things that I didn't learn before, and and uh, one of it was you know that family dynamics, uh, everyone has a different family dynamics, everyone plays a different role, and. I I have come to understand like my role in my family and why perhaps why I uh, ended up like that. <laughs> it's not it's, okay. It's not a bad thing, but it's just it's just how how it is lah. And I think one of the most comforting things that she shared with me was that whatever I'm going through and whatever I wish to achieve right now is actually very normal. It's uh, what every almost everyone around my age, and uh, or oh, when when we become parents ourselves, this is when we want to come out as our own person. You know, we don't want to be seen or be treated as the uh, the the child by our parents anymore. We want to be seen as adults, as equals to our parents, and. And, you know, to be able to do that, it's not like it's entirely up to you because just because you decided to change doesn't mean that the people around you are, are ready for the change. And I think that's why it's it's a bit of a challenge, you know, and it takes a lot, a lot of guts, a lot of guts to, to change. <laughs> to, you know, well, really just put yourself out there. And... um in my last session with her, I I shared with her um, some of the traumas that happened in my life. Uh, you know, I never started, I never called them traumas until until recently. But yeah, I I shared with her like some of the things that happened to me in my. Uh, very early 20s when i when i just turned uh 20 actually and and it was such a heavy session because i was i was talking about it and although i've really like gotten over it and accepted it talking about it really really still hurt and uh it always makes me feel very raw and very uh shaken afterwards but but after i shared with her and all that she she told me that what um, i am going through or rather what i have like come out of, of that whole thing is called post traumatic growth and that is where she introduced the whole concept of ptg to me so I went to read up about it, and that is why I'm like telling you guys about it, you know, about this whole transformation, following the trauma. And I also went to read, because she was telling me about like, uh, she said that my trauma made me a very resilient person. And then you might be wondering, is PDG the same as resilience? No, it's not. So let's say like, you are already a resilient person by nature then you will not go through PTG. A person that goes through PTG is a person that lacked boundaries in the past, a person that pretty much let everyone walk walk over him or her, you know. Resiliency is the personal attribute or ability to bounce back. Okay, but PTG on the other hand refers to like what can happen when someone who has difficulty bouncing back experiences a traumatic event that challenge- challenges his or her core beliefs and then she endures like psychological struggle perhaps even mental illnesses such as post-traumatic stress disorder and then ultimately find a sense of personal growth and, and this whole process, it takes a lot of time a lot of energy and a hell lot of struggle <laughs> and I'll tell you this okay like it really it really breaks you and it's not easy at all and and uh honestly I I mean I am like proud of my uh growth and I'm proud of like all the struggles that I've over overcome or came back I cannot remember I don't know <laughs> Um, but why am I, so, you know, I, I think I'm really excited to be like talking again on this podcast because I miss it so much. But okay, sorry, let me calm down first. Uh, okay, okay, so <laughs> so TTG, okay, if you are having like PTSD now. It doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. And I just wanted to let you know that it's very possible for you to grow from your trauma. Alright, it is very possible. And it will be difficult and it will be a struggle. But I'm telling you that it exists and that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Because, you know, back then, back then, when I went through my own trauma, it wasn't just one, okay? It was one after the other. And, and it all happened in one year. Actually, it all happened within six months. It was just one after the other. And, and I was so... And the worst thing was, like, it was my first, uh, first time delving into the world of love and men and uh, dating and all that so it was pretty bad and uh, I was so shocked and I I felt so betrayed after what happened that I felt numb for for pretty much the rest of the year which was like six months and and uh, yeah, I, I couldn't process my feelings. I couldn't feel, actually. And I, I was like, I would just like poke myself and be like, hey, why aren't you reacting to it? Shouldn't you be crying? Shouldn't you be like angry? Where's all that feelings? And I felt nothing like, and I was so shocked. Like, are you sure you're okay? And and I I just couldn't like make sense of what happened. And and after like you know one after the other after all the thi- all the like trauma after trauma happened, okay, uh, when it came to the following year, that was when I started to uh, feel something, and, and it was it was because like I got I got high from drinking alcohol that I started to uh, be able to release my feelings. Event I mean that didn't last that long, so like I think I. I... Uh, drunk for like... Two? Two months? And then I decided that that wasn't the way to go. It wasn't what I wanted. So I stopped. And... And... Uh, I... I went back to... You know, trying to... It was also when I started to learn about self-love. And caring about myself. And... And... Uh, started to spend time with myself and honestly life was better I was treating myself a lot better after that um, but it wasn't it wasn't enough but it was it was a start and and it was really like a start and it was very good okay it was good but um, well... I kind of lost my train of thought but oh man what did I want to say hmm hang on let me let me pause and think first (laughs) I'm so sorry yeah so that's when I started to feel and that's when I started to have emotions and and I never saw a therapist okay I never saw a therapist until last year, which was like 4 years later, and um, but, but eventually I came to terms on it, like on my own, but yeah, 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 okay, so I was like, you know, I was numb and then I started to have all these emotions and the one thing, the one thing I was so afraid of was that I couldn't trust anyone, I didn't know what to believe anymore, I didn't know who to trust. And the worst of all was that I didn't trust myself at all. Because time and again I proved to myself that I was terrible at making judgments on people's character. And you know, when you when you make like poor judgments and this these people hurt you, you just you feel so scared and you feel so lost because you can't even trust yourself. If you can't... If you yourself can't protect you, then then how, right? And I think that was also why it kind of led me to... to uh, a very, like, uh, controlling relationship afterwards. So, well, there's that. But, um... I would say in a weird way, because... I went through that relationship, it, it made me realize that eventually I, I just needed to heal and get over this fear of not trusting myself and get over the fear of, uh, of the unknown. And also realize, you know, at the end of the day, that whatever happened, it wasn't my fault. Yes, I may have, you know, been not very careful with the judgment of character. But that did not allow and that did not give a right, you know, to for those people to do to do any of those things to me. And that is precisely why um, I feel like post-traumatic growth is very, very possible. You just need to be brave. You just need to be brave enough to face your feelings head on you need to rebuild that trust within yourself. I'm telling you that that's not easy because even like even these today like this day I still find it difficult to trust myself now and then. But I but I definitely have a better relationship with myself and I definitely feel a, a lot more comfortable being in my own skin, being with myself. And I I feel very very loved and happy by me. (laughs) So, well, yeah, that's actually pretty much what I want to say. You know, if you feel like it's the end of the world, here's your reminder. It's not. And it's, it's always possible. I think I say that like almost every episode. It is always possible to change the direction of your life anytime, anytime at all. You know, you can just just get up and go, you know, make whatever change you want and walk in the direction of your life that you feel is is your truth. And most importantly, it's not your past, it's not your traumas, and it's not what people tell you who you should be that defines you. Your choices defines you. Your choices defines you. Whatever choice you make from today onwards, from now, from later, even down to the food you eat and the socks, the colour of the socks you wear, that defines you. Nothing else. Alrighty. Okay, I kind of like this episode. Thanks for listening. I I will talk to you again soon. (laughs) Bye-bye.